the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. People today also like to spiritualize their transgressions to make them sound better. So people today say things like, well, God knows my heart. Saying God knows my heart sounds better than, I know what the Bible says I should do, but I don't really want to do it. Or saying, we're married in God's eyes sounds better than we're living in fornication. We don't want to say that. People spiritualize their transgressions to make them more palatable. Are you using God as an excuse for unbiblical behavior? It can be dangerous to misuse the Word of God. Phrases like, we're married under God's eyes, or God knows my heart, can become justifications for you living in a sinful behavior. Just because you follow one part of the Bible doesn't mean you get to turn the other way to the parts you don't agree with. In today's message, Pastor Dan is going to remind you not to spiritualize your own transgressions to make them easier to deal with. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 15 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Matthew 15, verse 1, where it says, Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus, saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. He answered and said to them, Well, why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and mother. And he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me as a gift to God, then he did not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. And when he had called the multitudes to himself, he said to them, Hear and understand, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Then his disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended? When they heard this saying, but he answered and said, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. And then Peter answered and said to him, explain this parable to us. 
And so Jesus said, are you also still without understanding? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. So Jesus was ministering in the Galilee region in the northern part of Israel when this delegation of scribes and Pharisees came all the way from Jerusalem to question him. Now, this was not the first delegation from Jerusalem of religious leaders that came to question Jesus. And these religious leaders were trying to find some fault in Jesus or some fault in his doctrine to justify rejecting him as their Messiah. You know, some people only seek to find fault with Jesus or to find fault with the Bible. They're not honestly seeking the truth. They're looking for a reason to reject Jesus or a reason to reject the Bible. And the problem with trying to find a fault with Jesus is he's perfect in all of his ways. He's without spot. He's without blemish. He has no fault in him. And trying to find fault with the Bible is futile because the Bible is infallible. It's without error. But that's what they're doing here. They're trying to find some kind of fault with Jesus and his teaching so they can justify rejecting him. Look at verse 1 again. Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem. So this is an official delegation from headquarters. They came to Jesus saying, now this is the accusation they make. Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. The religious leaders accused Jesus and his disciples of not keeping the tradition of the elders. Now that phrase, the tradition of the elders, that is actually a technical name for the collection of man-made rules of the Jews that are known today as the oral law. And so you have the written law of Moses, and then the Jews also had what they called the, the oral law. And the oral law dates back to the Babylonian captivity. And the oral law was like a code of conduct for Jewish life. Over time, these man-made rules, this oral law, was treated as equal in authority to God's word. Equal in authority with Holy Scripture, which of course is wrong to make anything that is man-made equal with Scripture, but that's what they did. You know, traditions can be a good thing. We have traditions here at Calvary Chapel, believe it or not. For example, we study the Bible verse by verse, cover to cover. That's our tradition. We stand on Sunday mornings to read the word of God together out of reverence for the word of God. That's our tradition. We close our Sunday morning service with a, with a benediction every Sunday. We crush our communion cups. That's a tradition, right? Last Sunday, my family and I were at a Calvary Chapel in Florida. They happened to serve communion. You couldn't crush their cups. I know because my kids tried. They were uncrushable. So traditions aren't bad, 
The problem is when we treat traditions as requirements. And that's what the Jews did with the oral law. Keeping the oral law was required. One of their man-made rules was the requirement to wash your hands with water before eating a meal. Now, this was not done for hygiene purposes or cleanliness. This was purely ceremonial. And according to the tradition of the elders, according to the oral law, the Jews would ceremonially pour water over each hand three times. And then they would hold their hands up in the air so that the water ran down towards the wrist instead of running down towards your fingers. And they would hold their hands up in the air and they would recite a prayer, a a prescribed prayer. And they did this before every meal. Orthodox Jews still practice this today because they still observe the same oral law. Nowhere does the Bible say you must wash your hands before eating a meal. It was a tradition. It was part of the oral law. So where do the Jews get this from? Well, if you're a note taker, you can jot down Exodus chapter 30, verses 18 to 21. Exodus 30, verses 18 to 21. There in Exodus 30, the the priests who served in the temple were required to wash their hands and their feet prior to serving. And the religious leaders decided if it's good for the priests when serving in the temple, then it's good for everyone to do before every meal. And so they made it obligatory for all Jews. Just the hand-washing part, not the foot-washing part for some reason. We should be careful not to add to the Bible. We should also be careful not to take away from the Bible. We should not make obligatory what is voluntary. Neither should we make voluntary what the Bible says is obligatory. Both are dangerous. And the Bible gives very strong warnings against adding to or taking away from the scriptures. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2, the Lord says, Do not add to what I command you and do not subtract from it, but keep the commands of the Lord your God that I give. In Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19, Revelation 22, verses 18 and 19, it says, I warn everyone who hears the words of this prophecy, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which is described in this scroll. So adding to or subtracting from the Bible is a very serious matter to God. He doesn't want us adding to his word. He doesn't want us taking away from his word. The scribes and Pharisees, they they added these requirements. They added these rules, such as this hand-washing ceremony. But we see here that Jesus did not observe their man-made rules. Jesus did not observe the tradition of the elders. He didn't keep the oral law. And so the scribes and Pharisees confronted him about it in verse 2. And Jesus responded with his own question in verse 3. Look what he says. He answered and said to them, 
Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? Now, again, these are the scribes and Pharisees from Jerusalem. These are the bigwigs. And Jesus publicly accuses them of transgressing the commandments of God by their tradition. No one talks to the scribes and Pharisees like this, but Jesus did. Some of their man-made traditions actually transgress God's commandments. In other words, listen, what they taught gave people permission to violate God's commands. And it was intentional. It was intentional. They intentionally gave people permission to violate God's commands. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. And this happens today. There are teachers, there are pastors today who, who teach precepts that condone behavior, that transgress God's word. And it's intentional. They're intentional in telling people that they can transgress God's word. They're giving people permission. They're giving people license to disobey God's word. Now, in verse 4, Jesus gives a specific example of how the tradition transgressed the commandments of God. Look at verse 4. He says, For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say... Whoever says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God, then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Now God commands people to honor their father and mother. That's one of the Ten Commandments, Exodus 20. To the Jews, honoring your father and mother meant more than respecting your parents. Honoring your father and mother included caring for them and providing for them in their old age when they can no longer provide for themselves. You know, your parents cared for you when you were a child and provided for you when you were a child, and so now that they are old, you should honor them by caring for them. But some people, believe it or not, didn't really want to care for their parents when they were old. Some people didn't want the burden. Or didn't want to spend the money on their parents. And and so the religious leaders, they invented a loophole. Which wasn't really a loophole because there are no loopholes with God's word. But they created this loophole to get out of the obligation of honoring your father and mother. And here was the loophole. They said, if you dedicate all of your wealth to God, then you don't have to use it to provide for your parents. 
Now, you didn't have to actually give your money to God or donate your money to the temple. You could keep your money. You could spend it on yourself. You could spend it however you want. You just had to declare it was earmarked for God. Then you didn't have to use it to support your parents. So you could say, sorry, mom and dad. I'd really love to help you out, but I've decided all my money is for the service of the Lord, so I can't spend it on you now. It's the Lord's money. I've already given it to him. And so this man-made precept transgressed the commandment of God. And I want you to note here that they make the transgression of God's command sound very spiritual and very godly. You're saying, I've dedicated all my money to God, and so I, I can't supports you now in your old age. That sounds very spiritual. That sounds very God-honoring. They, they can't really say the truth, can they? I mean, they, they can't really say, sorry, mom and dad, I, I'm just greedy, heartless, greedy and heartless. I don't really care about you. I don't really appreciate all that you did for me when I was young. I don't want to be burdened by you. They, they can't say that because that sounds terrible, even though it's true. They can't really say that. So, so they say, well, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God. I've already dedicated it to the Lord. I, I, wish, I wish you would have talked to me earlier. But now it's too late. The, it's the Lord's money now. And so they make it sound very spiritual because that sounds better than the truth. People today also like to spiritualize their transgressions. To make them sound better. So people today say things like, well, God knows my heart. Saying God knows my heart sounds better than I know what the Bible says I should do, but I don't really want to do it. Or saying we're married in God's eyes sounds better than we're living in fornication. We don't want to say that. People spiritualize their transgressions to make them more palatable. And look at verse six again. Jesus said they make the commandment of God of no effect. That phrase, no effect, it means to render void or to deprive of force or authority. When you replace scripture with man's words, listen, when you replace scripture with man's words or man's opinions or man's philosophies or man's ideas, you make the word of God of no effect. You deprive the word of its force. You deprive the word of its authority. The word of God, the Bible, is meant to be effective. It is meant to have an effect on the way that we live our life. That's built in. That's baked into the word of God. It's alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It's like rain falling on the earth and causing the earth to grow. The word of God doesn't return void. Second Timothy chapter 3 Verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The word of God, it it, it reproves us, it corrects us, it instructs us in, in righteousness, it makes us complete, it thoroughly equips us for every good work. It, it has this effect on us. It has this effect on us. But, but when we replace scripture with man's words, we make the word of God of no effect. We deprive it of its authority. 
If you're a Christian here today, the Bible should be authoritative over your life. In fact, one of the marks of a Christian is the Bible has authority over their life. John chapter 14, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He went on to say, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. A person who loves Jesus Christ will obey his teaching. The word will be authoritative. And 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 to 5, it says, We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. How do we know that we've come to know God as our Lord and Savior? We keep his commandments. That's one way. How, whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands, is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. So if a person says, I know the Lord, I know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, but they don't keep his commandments, John says, well, you're a liar. You don't really know the Lord. The truth is not in in you. But if anybody obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete. And then this is how we know we are in him. Because we obey his word. First John chapter five, verse three says, loving God means keeping his commandments. We show our love for God by keeping his commandments. And then it says, and his commandments are not grievous. His commandments are not grievous. Grievous. God's commandments are not grievous to a true believer. A true believer who loves God, who's born again, will not try to create loopholes to circumvent God's commands. They won't try to get out of obedience. Look at what Jesus says in verse 7. He calls the religious leaders hypocrites. Remember, he's, he's in front of a big crowd, and these are the leaders from Jerusalem. And he says to them, you're a bunch of phonies. You're a bunch of actors. You're not real believers. The strongest rebuke Jesus gave was against religious hypocrisy. Jesus does not like religious hypocrites. He doesn't like people who pretend to be spiritual or who pretend to be godly, but are not really. They're not really believers. They're they're just religious phonies. And then he quotes a prophecy from Isaiah and says to these religious leaders, Isaiah was talking about you. Look at verse 7. Hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, these people draw near, near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. The scribes and Pharisees, they honored God with their lips. They had the religious talk. They could quote scripture. They could recite prayers. But their hearts were far from God. Do you know that God wants your heart? He's after your heart, not just your words. The greatest commandment in in the Bible is to love God with all your heart. And if our hearts are far from God, our worship is vain. It's meaningless. It's, It's empty. It's a waste of time to come to church to sing and Raise your hands if your heart is far from God. And look what he says again. In verse 9, he says, They teach as doctrines the commandments of men. These religious leaders, they were were guilty of teaching man-made ideas instead of God's word. And Jesus didn't like that. Then in verse 10, Jesus turns to the crowd that's there. And he addressed the crowd 
and he corrects the teachings of the Pharisees and the scribes, the leaders. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to share with you next time, but if you have any questions or would like to talk to us and have any prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also get in touch with us by visiting our website. Go to calvaryec.com and look under the About tab, then click on Contact. You're welcome to submit prayer requests on our website, too. If you're interested in finding additional messages from this series, you can access those at calvaryec.com as well, under the Media tab. Have you connected with a local church? If not, we encourage you to find a church family. It will help guide and support you in your faith. If you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. Our website is a great place to find out what we believe. And you can also get to know Pastor Dan a little more. Feel free to explore and learn more at calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to gain some additional insights from this New Testament book. Pastor Dan will help bring some things to light for you right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.